Welcome to Zichud Av Siman Memar Mevram Gold High, and today we're Zechus Yuma Daf Ein Test, the eighth parak Yom Kippurim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah Daf Ein Gemal Amud Beis stated, "Ha'ochel kogasevisa gasa kamoa ukugarinisa chayv." One who eats the equivalent of a large date, the equivalent of it, and its pit is chayv karis. On this stuff, Rabbi said in the name of Yehuda, The large date mentioned in the Mishnah is larger than a kabetza, an egg volume. And this unusual measure was established because Rabbana knew that with this amount of food, one's mind is put at ease. But with less than this amount, one's mind is not at ease. Rashi explains that the prohibition against eating in Yom Kippur differs from all the prohibitions related to eating. In all other cases, the prohibition is against eating, and anything less than a Kazais does not constitute an act of eating. With regard to Yom Kippur, the Torah doesn't expressly prohibit eating. Rather, it commands one to afflict oneself through fasting. So when one eats less than a large date, his mind is not at ease, and he remains afflicted. Pointing to the Gemara challenge Rubba's assertion that a large date with its pit is larger than the Kabetza, based on a Mishnah in Sukkah, where Rabban Gamil ate two dates in the Sukkah as a personal Chumrah, whereas Rabbi Tzadik would only eat less than a Kabetza outside the Sukkah, from which we can infer that a Kabetza must be eaten in the Sukkah. This implies that a Kabetza is even larger than the size of two dates, which were optional. Rabbi Yirmiya answered that two dates without their pits are not as large as a kibetz, but one large date with its pit is larger than a kibetz. Rabbi said that the reason that eating two dates does not require sukkah is not because the meat of the dates is smaller than a kibetz, but because their fruit, by sukkah, and fruit eaten in any volume is considered a snack, which does not require a sukkah. And point number three, Rabbi Z disagrees with Rabbi and says, The large date of which the Mishnah spoke is less than the equivalent of a kabetz. When Rav Zvid's proof for this is deflected, the Gemara brings a proof from a Mishnah and Brachas regarding the minimum amount of bread one must eat to be hived to join in the Zimun. Rav Meir says at least a kazais, whereas Rav Yudas says at least a kabetz. Rav Meir holds that when the Pasuk states v'alchalta and you shall eat, this is a reference to eating, and then when the Pasuk states v'savata and you shall be satisfied, this is a reference to drinking. Since achila is a kazais, that is the minimum amount to bless Hashem. Rabbi Yudah holds that the words v'achalta v'savata together mean achila shi'esh basviya, an eating that satisfies, which is the amount of a kabetza. Now, if a kabetza satisfies, can it be that it doesn't put the mind of one who's fasting at ease? Of course not. Rather, one can derive from here that the large date is smaller than a kabetza. And the difference is, is that a kabetza satisfies, whereas a kosevis puts the mind at ease, but doesn't satisfy. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Daf Ein Gemal Amabei stated, Ha'ochel kosevis agasa kamoa u'kadarainisa chayv. One who eats the equivalent of a large date, the equivalent of id, and its pit is chayv karas. On this stuff, Rava said in the name of Yehuda, kosevis agasa sha'am yeser mekabetza. The large date mentioned in the Mishnah is larger than a kabetza, an egg boy. And this unusual measure was established because Rabbana knew that with this amount of food, one's mind is put at ease. Both less than this amount, one's mind is not at ease. Rashi explains that the prohibition against eating in Yom Kippur differs from all the prohibitions related to eating. In all the cases, the prohibition is against eating, and anything less than a kazais does not constitute an act of eating. With regard to Yom Kippur, the Torah doesn't expressly prohibit eating. Rather, it commands one to afflict oneself through fasting. So when one eats less than a large date, his mind is not set at ease, and he remains afflicted. Pointing to the Gemara challenged Rabbah's assertion that a large date with its pit is larger than the Kabetza. Based on the Mishnah Sukkah, where Rabbah Gamil ate two dates in the Sukkah as a personal Chumrah, whereas Rabbi Tzadik would only eat less than a Kabetza outside the Sukkah, from which we can infer that a Kabetza must be eaten in the Sukkah. 
This implies that the kabetz is even larger than the size of two dates, which were optional. Rabbi Yumi answered that two dates without their pits are not as large as kabetz, but one large date with its pit is larger than the kabetz. Rabbi said that the reason that eating two dates does not require a sukkah is not because the meat of the dates is smaller than the kabetz, but because their fruit, upirula by sukkah, and fruit eaten in any volume is considered a snack which does not require a sukkah. And pointing with you, Rabbi Zvi disagrees with Rabbi and says, The large date of which the Mishnah spoke is less than the equivalent of Kabeza. When Rabbi Zvi's proof for this is deflected, the Gemara brings a proof from a Mishnah in Barakas regarding the minimum amount of bread one must eat to be chayef to join a zimun. Ramir says at least a kazayitz, whereas Rabbi Yehuda says at least a kabeza. Ramir holds that when the Pusik states v'achalta and you shall eat, this is a reference to eating, and that when the Pusik states v'savata and you shall be satisfied, this is a reference to drinking. Since achila is a kazayis, that's the minimum amount to bless Hashem. Rabbi holds that the words v'achalta v'savata together mean achilo sheish basvila, an eating that satisfies, which is the amount of a kabeza. Now, if a kabeza satisfies, can it be that it doesn't put the mind of one who's fasting at ease? Of course not. Rather, one can derive from here that the large date is smaller than a kabeza. And the difference is, is that the kabeza satisfies, whereas the kosevis puts the mind at ease, but doesn't satisfy. Alright, so now we go to our Simfridav Aintes, and our standard simon is an eight, a pen, and we often use a sofa with a quill. A sofa with a quill, so here it goes. The sofa who stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside his sukkah, wrote the words Valchalta Vasavata on the cover of a venture, in the shape of an egg. So once again, slow motion. This sofa who stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease, sofa with a quill, that must be on duff, ein tes, eight. This sofa who stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease, which reminds us, Rabbi said in Rabbi Yehuda that the large date mentioned in the Mishnah is larger than a kabetzah. And this unusual measure was established because it's been accepted by the Rabbanan that with this amount of food, one's mind is put at ease. But with less than this amount, one's mind is not at ease and he remains afflicted. So the sofa took a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside his sukkah, which reminds the more challenge Rabbi's assertion that a large date with its pit is larger than a kibetza based on the Mishnah and sukkah, where there's no chiv to eat two dates in the sukkah, but a kibetza must be eaten in the sukkah, implying a kibetza is even larger than the size of two dates. Rabbi Yerman answered saying two dates without their pits are not as large as a kabeza, but one large date with its pit is larger than a kabeza. And Rabbi said that the reason that eating two dates does not require sukkah is not because the meat of the dates is smaller than a kabeza, but because they are fruit, and fruit eaten in any volume is considered a snack, which does not require sukkah. So the sofa stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quilt to put his mind at ease while eating two dates outside his sukkah, wrote the words Valchalta Vasavata on the cover of a venture in the shape of an egg. Which reminds me, Rav Zid disagrees with Rav and says that the large date of which the Mishnah spoke is less than the equivalent of a kabeza. A proof is brought from a Mishnah Brach, where Rav Yudah says the words of to teach that one must eat the amount that satisfies, which is a kabeza. If a kabeza satisfies, it certainly sets the mind at ease. So we conclude from here that a kosevis is smaller than kabeza, and while it sets the mind at ease, it doesn't satisfy. So once again, this sofa stuck a large date with a pit on the edge of his quill to put his mind at ease, while eating two dates outside his sukkah, wrote the words Valchaltov Zavata on the cover of a bencher, in the shape of an egg. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazorah. Dafayin hay, so the similar Dafayin hay is an Amaart. So here goes. The Amaart, Amaart, that must mean one Dafayin hay. The Amaart, who loved fish so much, he wore a big button with a picture of a fish on it, which reminds us of the Malkus about the meaning of the word Daga in the Pasek, as a Charnas, a Daga, Shur Nochem Mitzrayim Chinam. We remember the fish Daga that we ate in Mitzrayim, free of charge. 
Once a dugger refers to actual fish that they ate in abundance in Mitzrayim that was not available to them in the Midbar, the other one said the word dugger refers to arayos, and they were complaining that certain marital relations they enjoyed in Mitzrayim were now prohibited by the Torah. So the Amarts who loved fish so much he wore a big button with a picture of a fish on it couldn't understand why he had to walk so far out to collect his man, which reminds us of the three different ways the man fell for the Siddiquim, Benonim, and Rishayim. So the Amarts who loved fish so much he wore a big button with a picture of a fish on it couldn't understand why he had to walk so far out to collect his man and always carry a shovel with him, which reminds us of the various interpretations of the Pasuk, Lechem Abirim Achel Ish. Humans ate abirim bread. Rabbi Kiva said abirim bread is lechem shemalchis shars ochenoso bread that the malchim eat. Rabbi Shmuel said it's bread that's absorbed in the two hundred forty-eight avarim limbs of the human body. The Gemara will give different pshatim why they were commanded to have a shovel. Dafayin vav. So the simur dafayin vav is an IV tube, intravenous tube. So here goes. The patient hooked to an IV. IV. That must mean run daf ein vav. The patient hooked up to an IV dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man, which reminds us of the discussion regarding the amount of man that fell. One opinion is that it was piled up 60 almost high, and the second opinion is, is that the man came down from Ben Israel and went to accumulate and rise higher and higher until all the kings of the East and West could see it, as it says in the Pasuk, Tarkofana Shulchan Negetzor you prepared table for me in view of my tormentors. So the patient hooked up to an IV dreamed he was lying next to a mountain of man while eating his drink, which reminds us that Shtia Bechla Achila is learned from the Pasuk of Meister Shani, where it refers to eating Shechar, which is a drink. So the patient hooked up to an ivy dream he was lying next to a mountain of man, while eating his drink, because his doctor made him abstain from a hot shower and an anointing. Which reminds us that the source for abstaining from Rechitz of Asicha is learned from the Pasuk of Daniel, where he says, Vasokhlo Sachti, and I did not anoint myself with an anointing, when he shared how he mourned when Korsh reneged on his promise to allow the Jews to rebuild the base of Migdash. Dafayin Zayin, so similar Dafayin Zayin is an A's, a goat. So here goes. The goat, goat, that must mean one Daf Ein Zayin. The goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals, which reminds us that Gabriel cooled down the burning coals that were taken from among the Kruvim and were meant to be cast down in Yishalayim to mitigate the disaster. And when he reported back that he carried out his mission, he was censured for his actions and removed from his post for 21 days. When he sees that the Tsar Pras is seeking to impose a head tax on the Jews, he defends the Jews by asking if the nations of the world are fit to rule over Tom the Chachami, even when their wives are praised for denying themselves sleep for the sake of the Torah. He was eventually reinstated when he spoke up on Daniel's behalf, which is the meaning of the words, Bani Basi B'dvarecha. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream, which reminds us one who's going to visit his father or Rebbe or someone who's greater than him in Chochmah may pass through a stream up until his neck in water and he need not be concerned that this violates a prohibition against washing since it's a mitzvah. He may also cross the stream to prevent a financial loss. So the goat loaded up with a sack of cooling coals and walking neck deep in a stream got an uneasy feeling when he felt the current was strong and saw that even a mighty boat couldn't cross it. Which reminds us of the stream in Yechezkel's vision that flowed from the Kodesh Kodesh and became so powerful that he couldn't cross it neck deep in the water, nor could even mighty boats cross it. Dafayin Ches, so the symbol Dafayin Ches, is a child going, ach. So here it goes. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach. Child going, ach. That must be more Daf Ein Ches. The child sitting in the moist mud going, ach while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, which reminds us it's forbidden to sit on mud in Yom Kippur because the moistness of the mud affects a pleasure like washing, Rabbi Shubin Levi said, but Tina Matapachas, and the Bryce speaks of mud that uses moisture, and Abai said, but the Peach Almanaslet Piach, and the Bryce speaks of mud that is moist to the degree that it can give whatever it touches the capacity to moisten something else. Rabbi Yudah said it's permitted to cool oneself down with fruits. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with a cold squash, 
got so upset when the sandals made of rush got dirty, which reminds us it's permitted to wear non-leather shoes on Yom Kippur, such as rush, for when the mission prohibited wearing shoes, it meant shoes in the halachic sense, such as leather shoes, but not footwear made of other material. So the child sitting in the moist mud going, ugh, while trying to cool himself down with the cold squash, got so upset when his sandals made of rush got dirty, they started breaking cracked. Clay Kaleem, which reminds us small children are permitted to engage in all the pleasures of prohibiting Yom Kippur except for wearing shoes, for the Rabban did not prohibit pleasures such as washing and anointing that are necessary for the child's development. For Abai said, his adopted mother told him that the development of a child requires bathing him in warm water and anointing him with oil, and when he grows a bit older, it requires breaking utensils so that the child can satisfy his impulses. This is in line with Rabba's practice of buying inexpensive cracked clay utensils for his sons to break. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.